Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sasha's defense in that first quarter was great to watch. Like he got a few tips, um, uh, got a block and everything. So I really like how uh, he was able to play that defense in the first quarter. He was passing the ball, but not only that, he was playing some goddamn good defense. So shout out to Kevin Herter. I think that was honestly his best all-around game as a Sacramento King since he's been here. And speaking of JaVale, like just him being a trailer on a pick and roll, mm-hmm. just the fact that he's a threat, he, he just opens the floor so much. That Fox midi, that floater that he hits, just because he looked everybody off and everybody thought he was going to pass to JaVale. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-host Naima and Elizabeth. Kings beat the Lakers in overtime. We needed this so, so bad. First quarter, almost a perfect quarter from the beam team. Fox shakes AD with some Kevin McHale footwork uh, with five and change to go. Davion, Sasha, Monk, Fox, and Herter is the lineup. Domas floats a beautiful alley-oop to Sasha for an easy layup. Uh, Herder hits a three, so thank goodness his uh, poor shooting streak is broken, at least for today. Um, Davion hits a three as well. It's a freaking block party. Sasha blocks Rui, Javal on Cam Reddish. Uh, Fox looks off his defenders and hits the floater um, just because Javal was a threat in trailing. And uh, so good. And so I just want to say, Javal being a lob threat makes it so easy for our guards to get easy layups um, because the defense doesn't know what to do. Um, Naima and Elizabeth, what were your takeaways from that beautiful first quarter? Um, no, I just, what I especially loved of that first quarter, like you said, Daly was pretty much, uh, practically perfect, but Sasha's defense in that first quarter was great to watch. Like he got a few tips, um, uh, got a block and everything. So I really like how, uh, he was able to play that defense in the first quarter. I also really love that. They started to target AD on defense, particularly because it was working. Like AD could not stop Fox, and it, he just kept going at him to the rim and in the paint as well. I believe we had um, more points than them in the paint the entire game, so I love seeing that as well. Oh God, I like you know what? Fuck the rest of the quarters because like God fucking damn it, this team I fucking love them so fucking much. Like I swear to God, we just beat the fucking Lakers without two of our best top fucking players because Sabonis fouled out and De'Aaron Fox is hurt and hopefully it is not that bad. He looks like he's limping really bad right now. But, like, this is why Monty McNair made the moves he made and made the team as deep as he fucking did for reasons like this. Like, it is absolutely insane. And I'm sorry, Kevin Herter had his best fucking game as a Sacramento King. I don't care what y'all want to say about it. The shit that he was doing, not just scoring points, because he only had, I think, like 12 points tonight. He was rebounding the fucking ball. He was passing the ball. But not only that, he was playing some goddamn good defense. So shout out to Kevin Herter. I think that was honestly his best all-around game as a Sacramento King since he's been here. But holy shit, we just beat the fucking Lakers, you guys. Like, oh my God. It's always so great when you beat the Lakers. Like, I fucking love it. 
Well, also, not only that, we we actually got Herder back on track, hopefully. Exactly. And he's yeah. breaking the streak, and, and that was a beautiful thing. Not to mention the block party. I'm going to go through the second and third quarters, um, just because because they're kind of uneventful as far as on the Kings side. With seven and change in the second quarter to go, Davion gets his third fucking foul because uh, we all know why. Um, three minutes in, Lakers cut the lead to three. Then Kevin Herter hits a much needed second three. Block party continues. Keegan blocks AR. Uh, Austin Reeves. Herter blocks AR again. Uh, Fox is a, hits a beautiful backdoor to HB for a tough land. And then um, Fox turns Austin Reeves into a gutter ball and hits an easy midi. Uh, Fox ends the half with an off the dribble three. Like, what the fuck? He's never hit that before. And now he's hitting off the dribble threes. Let's go. Um, I really hated the drop off in offense in the second quarter, but I love how they closed out the half. Yeah. And then again, I love that block party. In the third quarter, Kings get three fouls in 90 seconds. And we all know that free throw disparity, right? Um, Keegan hits a midi. And I love Mike Brown taking a time off timeout when the Lakers make a little run, kind of like what Steve Kerr did in the last game to the Kings. Um, but in the third quarter, Kings have this lull in their offense again for most of the third quarter. I will say this. Um, our leaders, Fox and Domas, both got timely and ones. Uh, and that was beautiful to see. Fourth quarter, Lakers take the freaking lead, which I kind of don't count. I, I just feel like anything that the Lakers did as far as their pushes a lot of it had to do with um, timely calls by the refs and, and timely flops. I'm being biased. I know. AD. Struggle. What's up? Oh, shit. D'Angelo Russell, for that matter. Um, <laughs> Fox drives, misses. Domas misses. But Keegs gets the end one. Herter gets a block on AD, of all people. Murray gets a timely interception, looking like Derwin James of the Chargers. Uh, Fox steps on Gable's uh, Gabe Vincent's foot and hurts his right ankle. Less than three <laughs> minutes to go. Domas fouls. Uh, gets fouls out on a ticky-tack foul on guess who, AD, who flails out AD. of bound mm-hmm. uh, like he got blasted by a bazooka or some shit. Uh, Keegan hits a clutch three with 90 seconds to go. 25 seconds to go. Kings lead by two. LeBron hits his right-handed driving layup, which everybody knows is coming, but nobody can stop. Respect mm-hmm. to that, man. I hate it, but I also love it. it it's crazy. You know he was going to do that. He does it all the time, and he makes it. Uh, it would have been beautiful if Keegan hit his walk-off three. But he misses it. And again, leadership. Fourth quarter, Fox hits a midi. He also gets a timely uh, foul and hits his free throws. Um, I'm disappointed that that no one stepped up, though, um, while Fox was limping. But then overtime comes. Herter gets a timely rebound. Monk hits two threes. Playoff Monk is back. Herter hits a clutch three with 25 seconds to go. What? Chill with your Herter slander for now, at least for 72 hours, y'all. Liz, I'm going to let you go off on everybody that was doing Kevin Herter slander. I mean, it's the same fucking shit that, you know, the same with Harrison Barnes. It's always is when they have a bad like streak of games or whatever's happening, they always want to say, trade this person, do this, do that. Like it takes fucking time. People, people go through shooting slumps. It fucking happens. But guess what? If you can be on the floor and not hurt this team, like Kevin Herter was doing tonight, he only scored 12 points. That's not a lot of fucking points but he contributed in, in many other ways. His rebounding tonight was exceptional. He went up, and I believe he got a rebound over Anthony Davis. Like, he got fucking up there. And getting rebounds over Anthony Davis, we all know, was not fucking easy. So shout out to him. Everyone can literally shut the fuck about him for, like, at least a couple of days before the Warriors game. If you want to slander him after the Warriors game, if he plays bad again, whatever. But, like, 
this is why Mike Brown continues to make this team so deep. These guys continue to step up. Like I said, we finished that overtime game without our two top players on the team sitting on the bench. Prayers to Fox. I hope he's fucking okay. That ankle looked fucking nasty. But I'm just so happy for this team. I'm proud of these guys. They continue to fight. They continue to go out there and fucking produce. Malik Monk, too, coming off the bench in that overtime. I believe he finished with like 10 points or 12 points in overtime. Like, he's fucking overtime Monk. What can I say? Like, he did it last year against the Clippers. He's doing it against the Lakers fucking tonight. He loves playing against the L.A. team. So it's just next man up mentality, and I fucking love it. So let's go. Let's like that being. Yeah, I I just love how they stayed together. And um, this was all hard. I feel like, especially with Fox going out and then Domas following out as well, I think that they understood, like, they need to keep it close. And um, the shots that Monk and Kevin hit were huge. And I saw, like, when Kevin hit that three, I believe, to put us put the Kings up five, you could see he was living for that. He was loving that. So I'm I'm glad that he's finally playing well and he was hitting his shots today and hit some important free throws as well. And can I say, Anthony Davis flops way too much. He's too big to be flopping like that. I don't care. It sounds biased. I don't care. He's always, he reminds me of Joel Embiid. I'm not sure why people don't um, talk about how much AD flops as well, because it was ridiculous game. And he was getting away with so many illegal screens and flop, like just flailing all the goddamn time on the uh, offensive side. Every time he didn't get a rebound to like offensive rebound, he would just flail making, trying to get a call or something. So that's my little rant on these the calls uh tonight but just very you know who's gonna get a call from the league though is fucking d'angelo russell when he was going down and kevin herter was guarding him he flopped so fucking bad like kevin Herter, like Mm -hmm. little like a little tap like it wasn't even anything and d'angelo russell with his body like he tapped him with his body on his body and then he moves his head fucking flopping like he'll get i guarantee you they're gonna fucking find his ass yeah if they don't that's fucking crazy it was actually crazy how D'Lo was, he was foul baiting the entire time. Every 100%. single time he got the ball, he was trying to get a foul. I'm like, just play the goddamn game. Yeah, that's when you That's when you lose is when you play to fucking get fouls. That's when you fucking mm-hmm. lose. So that's what happened. So my only note <laughs> for the overtime is just that the Kings showed resolve when Fox was Ooh, sitting on the bench heart. with his hurt ankle. They showed resolve in, in balls of vibranium and they stepped up. I loved seeing playoff Monk come back. I love seeing Herter uh, take care of business. Oh, my God. What a beautiful game. Uh, I consider it wire to wire since the Lakers had so much help from the refs. Uh, the free throw disparity is is proof. that We beat a Laker team with a combined box score of AD and, and LeBron, 57 to 31, actually. And, and we still won. So I think that's saying something, not to mention a little help out from the refs. It is what it is. Um, I'd like to say before we someone else talks. Also, I really loved Mike Brown's rotations. Like he was really trusting his guys to uh, play team defense, especially um, um with AD in there and like LeBron in there. So I really loved that uh, the the rotations he was putting in and everything, and having like shooters on the floor on the offense, and then like keep switching out if we needed a bigger body, but putting Javale in in the OT. So I was I really loved that. Yeah, shout out to JaVale, because that first possession of overtime, he fucking he was up on Anthony Davis and got that stole that yeah, ball right out of his fucking hands. I was like, all right, JaVale, like I see you. But unfortunately he had that fucking tap out and it went right to LeBron for a fucking dunk. So I was like, God damn it, of course. And speaking of JaVale, like just be him being a trailer on a pick and roll, mm-hmm. just the fact that he's a threat, he he just opens the floor so much. And I think I already mentioned this earlier, but it's like 
oh my God, that Fox MIDI that floater that he hits just because he looked everybody off and everybody thought he was going to pass a JaVale. And then Monk got an easy land just because a JaVale was rolling with him. Uh, so good. So glad he's here. Um, Keith and then Domas Muse and then Struggle. Woo! All right, listen. A little under the weather. Uh, been partying the last five days in my city back in Sacramento. I didn't know if I could do it, guys. I didn't know I could come back on here and give it a performance. But if the Fox can finish the game on a badly sprained ankle, damn it, I'm going to give it my all. Uh, Domas Muse, see the follow. I'll follow you back in two seconds. Listen, that was the kind of win where you got to really dig down deep inside. Now, listen, I've been hearing everybody talk about Herder this, Red Velvet that. I'm going to I'm gonna put myself to the fire because I know Woke Deep was in here earlier. So if you see him, tell him I own up to this. I was the first to admit it. I said, get Herder off the floor. I've seen enough. He was struggling again. But I give Mike the com- the congratulations to keep him on there. And I give Kevin his flowers as a person who doubted him. Because Kevin could have easily gone in the bag in the third and especially the fourth. But he stayed put. He got some huge rebounds. He knocked down some clutch free throws. So Kevin Herter, respect. Because he got back in there. He did the damn thing. So we don't win that game tonight without Kevin Herter. So I eat crow on the Kevin Herter situation um what i liked most about this win was that this is the type of game sabonis fouls out late fox twisted ankle even though he had another great game another 35 plus seven to nine performance whatever the case may be but there were guys on this team that if they're going to go deep in the playoffs if they're going to take that next step daily liz naima if they're going to take that step then we need these guys to show up when the time calls. I give Mike Brown kudos. He threw Vashank off in there when Sabonis fouled out. He put McGee there in overtime when we had no depth at the big and the front four and five. And he kept Kevin out there. But most importantly, you know, David talks about this. It was not a great offensive night for Keegan. But I love the fact, Daly, Liz, Naima, I love the fact that when the time came to step up, Keegan put his balls his nutsack on the floor and said, I'm doing the damn thing. And if I miss, I miss, but I'm taking the shot. That is the Keegan Murray that is going to elevate the Kings to a finals contender. That's the Keegan Murray five, 10 years from now. We say he is the missing link to this team. He is the third superstar. That's the guy who's going to make the difference. And we don't know how bad Fox is hurting. It looked pretty bad. We don't know, but there might be a good chance we're at without Fox for a good period of time here. So, we need Keegan to be aggressive, and I love that. But this is the type of game where we blew a 16-point lead. We let them back in it, still won, still grinded, still came out on top. And I keep saying it again. This team last year, even though the Golden State loss was death, was disheartening and depressing, this team last year learned so much in crunch time, in big postseason games. It's nothing to them down the stretch. Oh, and by the way, shout-out to Mixtape Monk who is the absolute dog on this team, who has the irrational confidence we need off the bench. Everyone did their damn thing. We're 2-1. and one. We make up for the, the blunder in Golden State. We're lighting the beam tonight, and we're going to the finals. Thanks for your patience, Struggle. What's up? Good game, by the way. Hey, good game, man. Uh, good game. Man. You don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. I'm, I'm telling you, that was a fucking great game, uh, regardless of I mean, there's false disparity. You know, you know, I am Savona, some objective. There were some ticky-tack calls, some flopping, like you guys mentioned. AD does yell a lot when he 
it's similar to what uh, Pablo saw used to do um, as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of annoying, but I'm just going to quickly go through the Lakers side of things and, and then I'll get to you guys. Cause I was impressed by you guys. Um, you know, AD to not get the ball and our, our point guard play was atrocious. <laughs> he didn't get any touches at all down the stretch. And I think that contributed down the stretch to, to the L that they deserved. Uh, so terrible point guard play and our guards have not shown up and they did a good job. Herder. Um, I will say, um, Davion Mitchell, I said this on my timeline, I think he has a smart-itis in terms of he gets over too aggressive and you got to play to the refs. And yes, it's, it's bullshit that refs, you know, call calls, but you got to understand, like, once they call that call for ticket action, you got to adjust and nuance your defense. And I think that's something that Davion will learn as time goes on. Um, but the way I like his aggression, at least, he's, at least he's trying. So the Lakers did a poor job, man. And you guys did a really good job ball pressing and running us out the fucking gym earlier on. I thought you guys let us off the hook personally. And I thought we were gonna we we're gonna have a blowout tonight, but we didn't. So you know that showed some 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 positive uh, some positivity for the Lakers at least. But I want to say the Kings, man, this is major growth. Do you guys remember when Mike Brown used to talk about this shit? How the players uh, uh, last year, maybe this was last year, how they would let the calls get to them. They would stop trying. They would focus on the calls, but they didn't. You know, when Sabonis fouled out, Fox had his uh, Fox is a dog, man. I, I love this guy. He's great, man. He's great for the league. He's great for the Kings. Um, and congratulations on the shoe deal. You know, that's a game respect game. That's why Curry signed them, right? So, um, you know, Fox having that much heart to galvanize his team. And what I love about Mike Brown, man, is that he he got so mad at Keegan when he didn't take that shot. <laughs> I think he called a timeout and got on his ass. This is this is championship DNA right here, man. This is this is guys that won't let you fail. They'll he'll get on you and, and he'll stay on you. And that's 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 the 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 spark to that championship DNA that you guys are gonna have. So I was really impressed with how you guys really came back from that. It just shows growth from last year of how this team's gonna not be an easy out. Like people are counting them out, you know, when it comes to the playoffs um this upcoming year. And this is a team with growth under their belt and a championship head coach with championship DNA that's gonna encourage his guys, you know, it doesn't matter if you guys are in a shooting slump. Just keep shooting, let it fly, and eventually as long as you do the little things like you guys were talking about with, uh, with uh, Kevin Herter, things will show up and um, eventually, you know, things, this shot will start to fall. But I was really impressed with just the fact that you guys uh, were playing together, regardless of the adversity and the, and the kick attack calls. So oh, I love um, Keegan, too. Yeah. Like, you bring up that point about Mike Brown. Um, Keegan had a point where he traveled, and I just showed this on the, like, post game. He had a moment where they traveled, and Mike Brown called for Sasha. Sasha went to the table, and then Keegan drains a fucking three. And Mike Brown's like, Sasha, get back on the bench. <laughs> it's just, it's so fun to see like the growth of Keegan Murray. I mean, it's his second year and he's like, he's being asked to basically, you know, like kind of be that guy, like to step up and like do things like they really truly believe that he can be a potential fucking star in this league. And I love that they're giving him like basically the reins to do so. And they have the confidence in him to do so. So it's just like the coaching staff with him, like have been amazing. Like we could not be any more luckier than to have just not even Mike Brown, but all the rest of the coaches on that coaching staff, just developing Keegan into like what he could be before our eyes. Like, again, he, this is only his second year and we've already seen a jump from last year to this year. He's being so much more fucking aggressive off the dribble. He's shooting like crazy. Yes, he did give up that three and Mike Brown fucking yelled at him. But like, that's good. Like if you're like, I've always stood by this because I played basketball. If your coach is yelling at you, that's a good thing. If your coach stops yelling at you, that's a fucking bad thing. So Keep yelling at Keegan, Mike Brown. I don't give a shit because he will take it, even though he looks like, you know, he wouldn't take that well. But 
he'll take all that criticism and he'll just continue to work on his game. So I fucking love Keegan Murray for that. And struggle. Yeah, no doubt. Would you agree that uh, Gabe Vincent ahead. should be shooting way more than he does? Um, I yeah, I feel like the, he's so good uh, considering <laughs> his playoff performances. Uh, how do you feel about that? No, I agree. I agree, and I'm gonna let my plane after the Gabe Vincent uh, just on your on your team. But Gabe Vincent, yeah, they don't run actions for him. But a lot of our fans, they don't watch a lot of other teams. They clearly, <laughs> you know, that it's a bonus. I watch a lot of Heat uh, basketball, and I told I told him like he was pivotal to that win versus the Suns because of his deflections. Like his offense is not going, but they got to run more sets and motion offense for him. Like if he was on the Kings, for example, he perfect in terms of because you guys run DHO things of that nature. You guys are constantly moving back door and putting pressure on the defense. Javale rolling, Sabonis, you know, in the mid post looking to, to pass the ball, you know, with flare screens and. Uh, pin downs and stuff like that so yeah I, I i would definitely say man he's got to shoot the ball more and he's not in rhythm and that's part of the problem why our guards are struggling right now including riach and mora um who came on a little bit uh there but getting back to the kings and i'll let my plane here um like i said monk is, is a baller man he's a professional scorer <laughs> i've always, i've always thought this guy was was something special in terms of and i wish we never let him go but you know the money i'm, I'm glad he landed with you guys because I already know you guys are going to uh, take care of him. He's in good hands. So uh, great game, guys. Um, worthy opponent. And I look forward to watching you guys live here in Oregon versus the, the Blazers, of course. So definitely a fun team to watch and uh, high respect for you guys. Appreciate that struggle. And, and yeah, I think one of another one of your great pickups this summer was Torian Prince. I think he's a stud. He's one of those connective tissue guys that I think will help you guys out a lot. For sure. I think too, real quick is uh, like speaking of Luke Monk, they said on the broadcast, I think Katie said this, she said basically like both coaches of your, like the Kings and opposing coaches are scared of Malik Monk. And I said, that is the truest fucking thing I've ever heard because sometimes when he's dribbling around, you know, you're like, oh shit, like what is Malik going to do? Is he going to do something crazy and throw the ball away? Or is he going to do something crazy and make a great pass? Like Malik Monk is like that exciting, but like also like your fucking heart is beating out of your chest every time he has the damn ball. Cause you just have no idea what that man's going to do, but I fucking love it. So oh, I was so upset when he skipped that rock, <laughs> that little skip ass bounce oh, pass yeah. that he threw he to uh, HB. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. God, I love him. That, that pass to Sasha was nice though, where Sasha got an and one. I didn't think he was going to get it to him because it was between two Lakers, but that pass was nice. Oh, he, he totally redeemed himself at the end for sure. Um, playoff monk arrived tonight. And let me just say, this Laker win, considering it's a Laker game and it had trash refs with really poor calls, there's nothing more triggering to this traumatized fan base than this type of game. And if we lost this game, uh, we would have been extremely disturbed, even more so than that Dubs loss a few days ago. It's just the perfect combination, perfect storm to make us upset. I do want to plug uh, what I put up in the Beamtron um, our season premiere with Deuce and Mo. Uh, they were really gracious with their time. Uh, it was an excellent conversation, although short and sweet. Uh, I got Morgan Reagan, of all people, to go full Homer and say some ridiculous shit uh, to get everyone hype. <laughs> and she did it begrudgingly, but she was a good sport about it. Really good conversation. So check that out if you have not already. Um, thank you all for coming out. Um, we needed this win. And, and I love it. Liz, Naima, any last words? You know, it's funny, real quick, um, speaking of that episode, like, literally, I thought of, because you know how we do, like, the bench, um, you know, our start bench, like, Euroleague or whatever. 
I had like the greatest, and we'll talk about this in the DMs, but I have the greatest scenario for the next time you interview interview them for that scenario for Morgan. She'll fucking love it. So Oh man, you know what? Yeah, hopefully it happens, but it's with Goose, filled, so it's gonna oh, be good. That's hilarious. Yeah. With yeah. Goose um having a gig now and you know that I mean that's why I was so thankful because they really don't have time. They yeah. don't, and they made time yeah. for us, and which was the most beautiful thing. So yeah, they're shout out to them. Um, you guys are the best. We are out of here. Enjoy Deuce and Noah or whatever it is you're going to do on your Sunday night. Enjoy the week. We got, we'll got. we be back on Wednesday, I think it is, when we play the dubs yet again for the 4,000th time in, in a year. Uh, it's <laughs> wild, yo. We appreciate you. Oh, Naima, anything, any last words? Um, I just wanted to say I love Fox so much. I love the ovation he got when he came back in to the game. I really hope he's okay and everything. It's um, I, I think he'll be okay, but yeah, uh, shout out to Fox, shout out to the team. It just shows how much like this team means to him, the love for the game for, um, and all that. So yeah, like the B fuck LA, be LA forever. All right, you guys, we appreciate you and we are out. Take care. Y'all. Good night. Y'all. Good night. Light the beam. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.